0: Hello and welcome to the In Off The Bar podcast in association with The Boot Room, that's TBRFootball.com. I'm Wes Smith and I'm joined by fellow TBR football contributors Dan Nouch. Good afternoon. And Jack Skitenge.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh, we start with the Premier League and Jack's a thoroughly entertaining game at Stamford Bridge, overshadowed by quite a poor decision in the last minute.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we're talking about it again, referees mm, making the wrong call. This time it wasn't a penalty, but it was a goal that shouldn't have standard. Captain Fantastic John Terry rescuing the day rescuing the day but um, a clear yard offside a clear yard offside Everton Martinez will feel as though he's been robbed he'll feel as though you know they've been cheated they should have won the game at 2-0 up they had plenty of chances yeah Ross Barkley hit the bar just before um, they got their second goal actually
0: and Morales had a big chance Mm -hmm. just before that
1: I mean it's good to see that Morales has come back into the team um, their kind of dropped off a bit, but you know, he stepped up. Kone's kind of you know, dropped off, so he stepped up. So, e- in terms of Everton's play, like they've got good areas, strong areas, but they just need to learn how to finish off the games. Like, mm. three it, points against Chelsea, it's not the, the
2: first time either because they conceded in the 98th minute against Bournemouth mm. when it, they drew again, they'd all. scored in, uh, yeah. in the early 90th minute, I think, yeah, as well. So Was it? it? It's, it's not something that's New to them, then mm. It's happened before, so they need. It's obviously, if it's happening more than once, they've got. They've got to sort themselves out. Keep focused until the last minute and yeah. until the last whistle. But, people say you know uh, decisions, even themselves out. Just last week, John Stones. Everyone can agree it was it, it was a penalty that against. Can remember what player? It was it against was. Star, It was on Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling mm. should have been a penalty they didn't stand so um, they, you could argue that they do even themselves out over over
0: a longer period of time. Yeah. I mean, um, here, are we talking about a clear case of lack of communication between a referee and a linesman? I mean, I mean if, if the linesman sees that it is Oscar that gets the flick, then surely he raises his flag. I, I, the goal was given almost immediately, so I can't... I think I'm there was a bit of here,
2: confusion over whether it came off the defender's head mm. or if it came off... Um, I don't know who the Everton player was in that I think position Jackie, Jackie was him yeah. so I think there was a bit of confusion over whose head it came off but um, it's yeah again we're talking about poor decisions yeah. over riding big games in in, in the division and I, it wasn't until I was watching match of the day that I re- I thought Everton were doing quite well but they're only 11th in the table yeah. and I thought they'd been playing some good football this season which they have been but I thought they would be picking up right up there and I think they'll be looking at this as a a chance miss really because yeah. there there is a real op- opportunity for someone to break into that top four top five maybe because of how unpredictable the season is. The likes of Lukaku, Barkley Stones playing good football this season and you've got to think if Everton don't achieve something this season, they're still in the FA Cup but if they don't get something this season people will be looking at Lukaku, Barkley, Stones and they they could be out of Goodison Park by next summer, I hope they're not but they could be because people will be looking at them and they'll be looking to get out because they think they've had a good season but Everton haven't really achieved the levels that they would have have hoped to with the opportunity that has been given to them really
0: And it goes back to a similar point that was made about Martinez's Wigan that they play very good football but his teams don't defend particularly well and actually it's it's very unfair of me to say that, say this because the goal shouldn't have stood. But for the first goal,
1: Jagielka should have done better.
0: Jagielka should have done better. Mix up between him and Howard. The uh, second, it was a big collection, yeah. and the third. I, I mean, I'd certainly expect my central defender, with however many England cap Jagielka has, to beat Oscar to the ball there. Um, obviously, as I said, that's very unfair because. Uh, the goal should not have stood but nevertheless you'd expect your centre-back yeah. to be making Just that uh, lack clearance lack of concentration really mm.
1: lack, of constra- lack of concentration I mean it did go over the added time as well meant to be seven yeah I'm not sure about that because uh, they did score and I mean morey and white, quite a <laughs> long time celebrating
0: yeah, yeah so I, I don't know about the- it was certainly offside I'm not sure about the time I, I think but in terms of Chelsea um, good finish by Terry by the way it was a good finish by Terry yeah yeah uh, Costa now has five and five under Hiddink. Not impressed, Dan. Still no. Just it's the way that they perform.
2: They've been performing better for Hiddink than Mourinho. Um, but Hiddink still com- not not confident, but determined and adamant that they're in a relegation battle. Which, mm. if you look at the table, they're four or five points above mm. the relegation drop. So they they've got to keep going and mm. get some big results and they'll be looking at the likes of these Stones, they let Lukaku go and I bet they're kicking themselves after yeah. the season they've been yeah. having, but they'll be looking at some of, you know, they went in for Stones last summer, they're, they've been shocking defensively this season, so they'll be looking at Stones again in the summer I would imagine. Mm. And is it mad,
0: could they make the top four, is that disappearing no, now, no, no. 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 No chance. Just playing devil advocate. Yeah. Uh, Spurs beat Sunderland four-one. Uh, Kirchhoff had a bit of a debut to forget, uh, but Harry Kane now has thirty-two goals in Premier League starts. Is he, well, is he England's number one striker at the moment?
2: I think it's not a discussion of whether he goes to Euros now. Is whether he's starting. I think yeah. that could be the same with Deli Ali, um, Eric Dyer. Um, and as a Southampton fan, it's frustrating how good Spurs are going to be now because they've got a great English core. They're playing really entertaining football. Um, and, you know, I think they they could get top four. And there's even talk, as you know, some people saying they could win the league. But I think that's quite think an ask. I think it's quite a
0: big ask. I mean, they are only five points off top spot.
2: I don't know. I think just the way Pochettino gets his players to play football, I think they they could drop off a bit. And it happened, I know it's a totally different club, but it happened with us at Southampton that they kind of tired out towards the end of the season and obviously there's a better squad at Spurs, they've got greater uh, strength and depth, but I think it's Arsenal's cities and I th- probably Arsenal cities rather than Leicester in there mm. as well I think I think it's too premature for them to be
1: and uh, you look at Spurs you see good 4-1 four, four, victory against Sunday the team they should be beating but um, last week they, their 1-0 defeat to Leicester like last season Leicester should definitely you should win that game this season Leicester have been you know, the dark horse surprise mm. package but still Spurs at home with a strong team you know you should be picking up three points not it, that game. it felt like a very yeah. spursy result. Yeah, going along well and then yeah. you know
0: a bad loss.
2: I do think uh, though, if they got, if they can have a good finish to the season, I think they've got to get another striker in because I think there's too much pressure on Harry Kane at the moment. Hmm. Um, and I think obviously that's something they're looking at doing. They try to get Berahino in this summer, um, but I think they'll be looking to get another striker in because there's too much weight expectancy sometimes on Harry Kane I know that sounds stupid saying that a few days after they've scored four but I think in some games they look to Harry Kane too Mm. much and I think they need a couple of other well at least one other option
0: yeah just to take that weight off and in terms of Sunderland um, well four points from safety now and what you expect of a Sam Allardyce team especially when he goes in to a team at this sort of stage of the season you expect them to defend well and that's not happening either
2: no, but I think the thing that's will give Sunderland fans confidence at the moment is that they've got what most clubs at the bottom don't have, and that's a striker like Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. I think if they've got any chance of staying up, I think he is their chance of staying up. Albeit his is hat-trick against Swansea the other day. There was a few dodgy decisions in, yeah. in, in that hat-trick, but he finds the back of the net. And You look at Aston Villa, they haven't got anyone like that. Newcastle... Not particularly Swansea, not particularly Norwich, not particularly Bournemouth, not particularly either. They've got someone that they they know if they can get the supply to him.
0: He's so, a proven goal yeah. scorer, Yeah. What do you think, Jacks? Are they going down? Sunderland. Mm.
1: <laughs> Personally, I'd like them to go down. <laughs> For the last two seasons, they've always just you know just about survived. I think it's their time to go down. But looking looking at the league, losing Sunderland. It wouldn't be such a bad loss. Losing a team like Swansea, a team that played nice, attractive football, they'll be like, oh, no. S- Sunderland, you know, now with Sam Malandais in place, you know what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get long balls, you're going to get tight defence, you know, parking the boss. Um, they have good pace on the wings with Johnson and more, so, you know, you can get counter-attacking players there. But in terms of, like, you know, do I want them to see... Do I want them to stay up? <laughs> really? Are they going to stay up? Looking at it, I think they could, you know, scrape it again. Norwich probably won't stay up. I don't think they've got in them. You know, that lack of goals is going to come to haunt them. Same with Swansea. Unless they, you know, spend their money then. But I think they may stay up. You know, the Tyneside derby, will probably see it again next, year, next season. Mm.
0: Um, we mentioned Norwich they lost 3-0 at Bournemouth they're still to keep a clean sheet yet to keep a clean sheet even uh, away from home this season uh, and Jackson was all very easy for Bournemouth really <laughs> should have been
1: four uh,
0: it could have been a bit more it could have been worse for Norwich uh, keeper Declan Rudd was perhaps lucky to stay on the field uh, and as you said they had a penalty appeal turned down as well uh, signed Benekofobe this week and he had a pretty good debut, didn't he? Yeah,
2: you know another signing that looks to have been a good one. Norwich were in for him in the summer, and Wolves said uh, declined their offer. But I think Bournemouth have got a lot of money. But I think it, if if he gets the goals, then then they'll be glad they paid ten million pounds for him. And I think that Eddie Howe and Bournemouth have shown a lot of ambition with with the signings that they've made. They've got. Uh, Turvey in from mm. Roma on loan with a view to signing permanently they got grabbing them from Norwich obviously that's a strange one Yeah we're not sure uh, what we think it? about that <laughs> Who knows but um, I think they've got enough to stay up I think if you look at their squad now and you look at it with the, uh, with the players that were injured right at the beginning Elphick, uh, Gradle uh, Wilson and Mings that's a team that can stay in the
0: Premier League definitely mm. And I think what I found so Impressive about Bournemouth is the way that they've um, blended certain players. Uh, It's often a temptation. You've got two ends of the spectrum. You had uh, Burnley a couple of years ago who uh, signed very little. George Boyd. George Boyd being their, their marquee signing. And of course, but they wanted to do it with the players that they had from the Championship, and that's great. But are uh, you're going to have the, the qualities to stay up and then of course on the other end of the spectrum you have QPR Watford Watford another say, one yeah. obviously signed a huge amount of players QPR couldn't blend them together Watford have Watford have Bournemouth have done a really good job of of just bringing players in that are going to add a little something without it,
2: it's a good blend of players as well because they've got you know long, long, uh, young talents um, as well but you've got Silvan Distan. Mm. There's quite a few ex- Arta Boric they got from Southampton. There's quite a few experienced players in there that they've blended well with, like Matt Ritchie, Callum Wilson. Obviously, he got injured, but he had a great start of the season. Gosling
1: has Premiership experience. Yeah, there's the
2: they're, mm. well. they're very the, the way they've assembled their squad
0: is really
2: impressive, yeah. and
0: I think they've got more than enough to stay up. Yeah, and they've taken a couple of players. You mentioned Gosling Jacks. Gosling, Stanislas, people that yeah. have been rejected from the Premier League yeah. and have yeah. worked their way back up there. So Charlie Daniels. Yeah. Charlie Daniels, quite hungry yeah. players. Yeah, hungry for success. Yeah. 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 yeah, we've been very impressed with them. Uh, Aston Villa and Leicester City drew one all. Uh, well, it was a game of handballs, really, wasn't it? <laughs> um, Villa, they're now 10 points from safety, six points behind Sunderland and 19th. Do we even see them... Finishing anything but twentieth. Uh,
2: not particularly and but like we said about Sunderland, they've got Jermaine Defoe. You look at Aston Villa's last few goals, Lescott's goal against um Palace was a Hennessy Howler. They've scored a couple of world like world class not world class goals, but amazing goals like Carlos Hill and Andrew. And they're fluky. Mm. They they're not doing that on a consistent basis. They need someone to score goals. And if they haven't got anyone to score goals, they're not gonna stay in the league and and they're not, I don't think I don't no. think they can rescue it.
0: No, it certainly doesn't seem to be enough quality there. I mean Remy Gard is still he wasn't adamant after the aim that it would stay up, but they thought they uh, they've been better over the last couple of games and actually yeah, they were unlucky, actually.
1: But you um after, I think you look at their recruitment policy well process during the summer and you definitely think oh, they yeah. spent, a oh, oh, oh.
2: Mm, yeah, spent a lot
1: yeah spent a lot and it just hasn't worked out All those players coming in a lot of them overseas players with no no taste of English huge football potential, yeah, huge potential huge yeah. potential but no taste of English football and they have struggled mm. they have struggled I don't yeah they won't stay up at all they won't stay up so Remy Gard said that you know his, his team has quality they showed against Leicester they have a fighting spirit, which is fair enough, but right now it's a bit too little, too late.
2: I think he knows they're going down as well. He said, we're going to try and do it with spirit, I think, and that just says that they're going to fight until the last game, For, and, and they're not going to do it. They've. Got, I think they've got quite a tough run of fixtures coming up soon as well, and I can't see them pulling it off. If they do, it would be better than Le- Leicester's last season, you could argue. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it certainly will be.
2: Talking of which? Uh, yeah, Leicester petering out a bit, mm. but I think everyone expected it to happen. They just didn't know yeah. when.
0: Yeah. Um But I mean, they're still level yeah, they're at still the top of the very right. I, I still think, said that,
2: but I still think they've got a very good chance of yeah. getting top four. And I think it, if they finish top four, I don't think you could, they could be disappointed with that. No. Oh no. no absolutely, absolutely not. not. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely not. Uh, it's, yeah. Jamie Jamie Vardy obviously missed a couple of weeks with injury they did look a little bit blunt without him he's not quite found that incredible goal scoring form again no. and that could be an issue for them couldn't it really if him and mares don't quite fire as they have been
2: yeah but if you saw the game against spurs in the cup there were wholesale changes in that side i mm. think they made seven eight nine changes and the players that came in had the same spirit like okazaki hasn't really been starting and Ushua. They were really good in that game, so I think they've got they have got other options if Vardy and Mahrez is not working. But I I think that that'll be fine and and will do very well come the end of the season. Mm.
0: Definitely. Uh, John Joe Shelby had a debut to remember. Newcastle's new twelve million pound signing had uh, well he had a hand in both goals. Uh, <laughs> I introduced that very poorly. <laughs> uh, Giorgio Wenaudem. We're a little bit unsure about the pronunciation, correct pronunciation of that, but we think we've... I think you got there. Yeah, I got you got there. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, scored his ninth goal of the season as they beat West Ham 2-1. Uh, it was the first winning six for Newcastle, who stay in the bottom three, uh, courtesy of Swansea's much-needed uh, win over Watford on Monday night. They have been linked with a number of players, including Berahino. Is that going to be a good signing for them? I don't
1: think they need another... Sh- Striker, they just need the strikers they have to start scoring. They have Mitrovic, he's out injured, I think he'll be back though. He's he has Premier League quality, proven goal scorer, he can score right now. them's chipping in with the goals. Perez, he you know, he's got a few now. Still has Stem de Jong, yeah, I think
0: that was his fifth or sixth of the season, I think, yesterday. So they have they have
1: quality, you know, they have goal scorers, they just need to start playing together, mm. start playing well, and finding the back of the net, like, yeah,
2: I think the The strikers they've got are good, they're just not doing it on a consistent basis i I'd be surprised if Barrahino went to west uh, to Newcastle personally yeah,
0: I think especially his, some of the other offers that yeah, are apparently and, and out there for him
2: his head was turned by spurs in in the summer, and I think he'll be look knowing that interest was so cement and and there he'll be looking to to play at that kind of level now, I don't think he'd drop from 13th down to 18th to play for uh play for Newcastle.
0: Yeah, unless well, unless he believes Newcastle are going places. I personally am yet to see the development, but Yeah, they're playing better the mm. last few weeks, but I think
1: I think the he defense should stick it out of West Brom. Yeah,
0: well. and the, I mean Newcastle's defense is still so rocky. They're relying mm-hmm. on Colaccini, who
1: has the legs He alive. doesn't have the legs anymore no, he's, he's still struggling.
0: You know uh, it, 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 It's a shame to see I think Because I, I used to quite like Watching Colacini play But He uh, He is the Fulcrum of your team And <laughs> As you said His legs are, Have gone If not close to going
1: but, And, um, and Chancel member, member They knew The guy they bought from Underleg This mm. summer I mean he's He's got good strength But he's still like tactically he's not he's not really much of a thinker in terms of defending. Right. He kinda of lunges in like he gave away his pass gave away the the goal, mm. like West Ham's goal, so maybe if they were to if they are to survive, definitely look at improving their defence come summer. In terms of midfield, Shelby's a good start there. Very maybe good sign Yeah. get absolutely. somebody else in and then sh- striking options, you know, if they were to off low Cisse and Know, another one of their strikers looking to get look at getting someone who can get you like what 10, 15 goals mm.
0: I, I forget who it was that highlighted it the other day actually but um, Mitrovic certainly uh, held the ball up very well
2: yeah uh, I think Mitrovic is um, he's a bit of a liability but I think he, he's shown he's shown some promise um, I think he just needs, he's one of those players that just needs to sort out their attitude a bit but mm. I think he's he he's a good player. He
0: certainly seems to be adapting to the Premier League, obviously he struggled (laughs) at the start, but he seems to be adapting. Uh, Elsewhere Manchester City won 4-0 against Crystal Palace with two goals from Sergio Aguero. Uh, Crystal Palace actually came into the game having conceded the fewest away goals, Uh, but more worryingly for them, it's now five matches since they scored. Are they going to sign a striker in the window?
2: You would imagine so, I think Pardews that's one of the areas of the squad that he's looking to to strengthen because they they haven't really got anything really up front. Connor Wickham, and he he it seems like he keeps chopping and changing between different strikers to see who can do a shift up top. But the last few weeks, he has been injured, and I think that's a huge yeah. huge loss. And they don't look as threatening without him. Mm. Um. So I think he'll be looking at to sign someone in, uh, definitely a striker in the summer. I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, and and it makes the decision to. Uh, to get rid of Glenn Murray, one that
1: mm. and Patrick Bramford, Bamford. Bamford, well, Bamford. yeah. Or he terminated his loan, Yeah, didn't he? I think it that was um, more his his choice. Yeah, yeah.
0: But Murray, I mean, obviously it's Bournemouth's game, but I w- I was surprised at that. Bearing in mind he scored the goals to get them into the Premier League, he hadn't quite rediscovered I that think, form after his injury. I but think
2: it was more of a. I don't. The way Palace are playing football with quite fast-paced yeah. football, I don't think Murray quite. Fitted the bill really. I think they're looking for someone with a bit of pace to join that lethal attack that they've got with his yeah. Aha punch and, and Balassi. So I think it, that might have played a part in him him choosing to go down to
0: Bournemouth. Mm. Uh, a brief note on Liverpool and Manchester United. Very brief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Wayne Rooney's really set, goal settled the game twelve minutes from time. He smashed home the rebound after Fellaini saw his header come back off the bar. Uh, it was actually his first goal at Anfield in eleven years. Is he on the way back to form? I mean, that's four in his last four. I think it's the first time since March two thousand and twelve he's done that.
1: Good say. I mean, the goals against Newcastle one was a penalty. I mm. will take that. But he's up, his second strike was a good, good finish. To go against uh, this weekend's go against Liverpool shows he's still got that instinct, that reaction. Some people say he's losing it. Like some of his you know, physical abilities are dropping. He's not as fast anymore. You know? Yeah, but. As a footballer, he's still he's a thinker. Mm. You know, he's been playing number ten for the last few season, so he's got that movement that you know he can move in in between defenders, and his goal was well taken. In terms of getting back to form, I think we give it a few a few more weeks, see how he does, and um, then we can actually really start judging him. Mm. Like, you know, four and five isn't bad.
0: Yeah, I mean he. Just a, another word on him. Uh, he has just overtaken Arsenal's Thierry Henry mm-hmm. as the score of the most goals for a single club in the Premier League. I should say ex-Arsenal Thierry Henry. Yeah. Uh, with 176, it's quite an achievement. Uh, little word on Liverpool. This Gegenpress press system, I must admit I'm no expert on it whatsoever. It seems to work away from home, but not so much at home. Yeah, I think he just needs the summer to
2: fully get a full good Pre-season under their belts, yeah. getting the player, players that he wants, but I think it, it was quite a poor match. In honest, in all honesty, a bit of a shadow on other uh, Liverpool versus Manchester United man yeah. uh, Manchester United games previously, but um, neither team really did that much to cause the other defences too much mon- too many problems or
0: headaches. Well, I mean, Liverpool did have their chances. De Gea was very good. I mean, Klopp was very dismissive of. Man United's play after the game. But uh they did have the Liverpool did have their chances. And um, elsewhere where Southampton uh won 3-0 against West Brom at home with two goals from James Ward-Prowse who was man of the match and another from Dusan Tadic. Dan as a resident saint, how do you feel about Sonny and Charlie Austin? Uh delighted, absolutely delighted. I think
2: it's an absolute steal. Um 4 million, but obviously his wages would be quite quite pricey, but I still think that that is um a great buy. Um it's, if you look at during that really poor run of form that we had, I think you look at some of the chances that we created and just couldn't finish. If we had Charlie Austin, we would have finished them and we wouldn't even be in the spell that we were. I don't know why more clubs weren't trying to get him, but I think that will definitely add to us um, offensively. And I think Pella will be off in this summer, I'd imagine. So
0: good yeah, to He's been to able in. to move back to Italy, hasn't he? Yeah, he's.
2: he's He's in his final 18 months of his contract, okay. so I don't think he's 32 now, I think. Right. So I don't think they'll be looking to
0: renew him, exactly. uh, renew his contract. Which, and, and you've got to think that AQPR didn't necessarily have the service, no, still no, scored a lot of goals. What,
2: um, is pleasing. He's got 18 goals when the service was awful. And obviously, with the likes of Marne Tadic and the chances that they create, then hopefully he'll be back to the Premier League form that he showed in his uh, season with QPR. Hmm. And also um, a word on Fraser Forster but great to have him back and I think uh, the um, the defence looks a hell of a lot more settled knowing that they've got Fraser Forster behind him. He, he sh- saved one shot in his first two games back and it just seemed to have settled the, the team down so I think a lot of Southampton fans are happy after the last a cu- a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Arsenal returned to the top of the league on Sunday with a 0-0 draw at Stoke. Yeah,
1: so quick word on that. Um, not much of an interesting game, you know, not much happened. Like uh, Butler made a very good save to the Um Chamberlain and Giroud. But apart from that, then, you have to say the congratulations to Arsenal for at times when they've visited the Britannia Stadium they've sort of, you know, caved in because Stoke are a very physical team, but, you know, they turned up, they kind of gave, they kind of matched Stoke's, you know, physicality and mm. came away with a point. So, in Arsenal Wenger's eyes, in most Arsenal fans' eyes, that's not a bad you know, point. Yeah,
0: absolutely. No, as you say, they've, they have crumbled at times at the Britannia. It isn't an easy place to go, especially for Arsenal, but it, it felt like... It <laughs> not the stuff of champions I'm not going to go that far but I think the Arsenal Arsenal look a bit different this year and I think a, a couple of years ago you would have seen them perhaps drop points there yeah. so I mean, it's certainly a good point for them
1: I think they're sort of building that mentality that they're saying look we're top of the table level with Leicester fair enough well look we're top of the table we've had some good results this season very good results I think this is our year we can do it like we we're going to Stoke you know their physical they get one over, get they've always got one over us, but you know this time let's change it like mm. know, if we really want to win this league, let's start playing like champion prospective champions, so yeah, that's and what you know champions have to do.
0: yeah, absolutely, so that's it from us, from me goodbye, from Dan. Goodbye. And Jax. See you guys later. Uh, Don't forget to check out the boot room. That's tbrfootball.com for feature pieces and analysis from a variety of writers. Uh, And join us again on Friday for a preview of this coming weekend's Premier League action. Thanks for listening.